Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hi, Chris. How you doing, buddy? I'm all right. I'm in yeah. Chicago. <gasps> it's windy yeah. outside. Yes. Hmm. Hopefully, the, I can see the wind affecting my waveform <laughs> as we're recording when it gets loud outside. That's I'm, I'm up 20 stories in a hotel, so the wind is you know loud when it happens. Okay. Okay. And you're yeah. in Chicago for work. Ah. I don't. Okay. I don't travel for pleasure, man. I am a. a <laughs> you can cut I'm this, a light you, blue color. Like what sports team are you there for? I don't go places for the teams. I go there for the stadium. So sure, whatever sure. teams yeah. or events. Uh, in fact, I want to see a couple of concerts. I'm going to work a couple of concerts while I'm here for somebody that I won't mention who, so that no one stalks me. You know, our four listeners. <laughs> one of them might be in this area. And, uh, <laughs> but no, I, uh, I'm going to see a concert hey. <laughs> for a person that I had to look up to see who they were. So, mm, okay. Yeah. All right. So now that I'm going to have to edit down this conversation to <laughs> keep myself, give myself a little bit of anonymity on my day job, to, that's to not talk that separate. Yeah. Yeah. Not dox myself. <laughs> we are here today to talk about Star Trek and not just Star Trek <gasps> Lower Decks as we've been doing every week for the last four, five weeks now. We do got a new episode of that to discuss, but a couple of days ago was Star Trek Day. September 8th is the day that the first episode of Star Trek, the original series, aired. So they cel- they celebrated Star Trek Day last year. They did it again this year. I watched some panels. They were okay. Uh, <laughs> look, they were they were all right. It's, I, I wouldn't recommend rewatching the whole thing, although some of the clips of, of George Takai or Takei, because I'm now already forgetting what, forgotten which one. Yeah. Or it's pretty interesting to see him, to hear him and see him talk. So, um, also, LeVar Burton looks great. I did not see any of the Jeopardy stuff that just did. So, he, he's, mm. he looks good. But I think we, we do want to talk about the trailers. Yes. They released a bevy of trailers. A four is a bevy. I did not know that. I think bevy is just a, an assortment. Bevy. Definitely. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah, man. A large group of people or things of a particular kind. So, I guess not a bevy. Uh, it's not quite a bevy. It's may, not a large maybe group. Maybe a hand, a handful. Well, when you think when you think about it, there's five Star Trek shows in production right now. So mm-hmm. four of them getting trailers is a large amount of active Star Trek shows. So I think you were still accurate. I'm gonna let it slide. If you if you get real <laughs> technical with it, if you get Obi Wan levels of certain points of view, look, technically correct is the best. Type I'm just going to muddy the waters with some Star Wars right at the beginning. <laughs> We're not even five minutes in. I know. <laughs> I just, uh, the listeners won't know that I smiled so big when I said that. <laughs> so there was a Lower Decks mid-season trailer, a actor slash character reveal trailer for Strange New Worlds, which well, I really enjoyed. And then there was a trailer for Picard season two. And mm-hmm. finally, a trailer for Star uh, Star Trek Prodigy. And? 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 A 12-second teaser of Star Trek The Motion Picture getting a digital remaster. Yes. Yes, I'd forgotten about that. I didn't necessarily think it needed, but... But The teaser looks good. I mean, we talked about it last year for Star Trek Day that I I watched The Motion Picture in the past five years, and it looks pretty good. I mean, all things considered. Didn't it win some awards for its special effects? Visual effects, probably. Yeah, Yeah, visual effects, yeah. I would. Uh, I'm definitely looking at that. It's not the DS9 HD remaster that I've been waiting for and waiting uh, and waiting for. Well, I think I think a Deep Space Nine up-res remaster, what have you, 
on Blu-ray would be the first Star Trek I buy on Blu-ray. Like I would I would get it day one. I pre-ordered that. Well, more so than my recent rewatch of TNG, which I found out after the fact that he had read the remaster. I remember being impressed as I was watching. I was like, wow, this oh, looks yeah, really yeah. good. And then it was like, oh, they remastered. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's why when I got to D Space Nine, there was a quality drop. Well, yeah, I think it's the it's the first episode of DS9. Because when my last rewatch of TNG, I did the thing where I, I to reference another sci-fi franchise that both of us are interested in, Stargate. Uh, mm. At a point in Stargate SG-1, you get to a certain point in the series and you watch an episode of Stargate Atlantis. And so I right. did the same thing. I got to a point in Next Gen and then I watched that first couple episodes of Deep Space Nine. And like you can like in the I think in the episode of TNG, I noticed it because they were in the, the, the meeting room or whatever. They were having a McLaughlin group meeting. And then <laughs> you, you see like the stars. I don't moving think that's ours back. to use. You see the stars moving in the background. And then when, when yeah. I watched that episode of DS, DS9, when they're in Picard's ready room, you can literally tell it's just a static background that someone painted black. No, well, I mean, they're not moving. They're docked at Deep Space Nine. Come on, man. How dare you? Deep Space Nine rotates. <laughs> Does it? It orbits. Yeah, it orbits. It doesn't orbit. It's in a stationary. It, it did orbit in that episode. It Probably. did orbit in that episode because it was still, I don't know, because it's a mining uh, space station so maybe it was in geosynchronous orbit but it would still be moving with the planet you're right you're right no that's my bad uh, i'm sorry <laughs> how for dare you second guessing you no i i apologize <laughs> i don't know what else you want from me paramount we want a remaster well i was gonna say now that all the star trek series now are on paramount plus they have left netflix as of september 1st or September 3rd or 4th or something like that. Maybe they'll do a HD remaster. Hopefully. Maybe. If enough people watch it, they see there's interest. Hopefully after they fix their app, because it's absolutely Please. terrible. <laughs> Drop. I feel, I've said this so many times, but I feel I could take a few classes, you know? I could take a few classes with the meager knowledge I already have, and I could build a better app. I, I feel like it's just such an easy thing. It's such a hard thing to mess up and they're doing yeah. it right now. Yeah. And that's how you know we're not shills for Paramount. <laughs> as much as I love I mean, Star Trek, I wouldn't have the app. And I, if I, and I have not been using that app to watch anything that I could watch it elsewhere. Like it's basically just been a Lower Decks app for the past year. <laughs> Man. Speaking of Lower Decks. Yeah, I'll say let's circle back to the, the trailers if you, if you prefer. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, I'd like to start with the Lower Decks trailer since it's probably the least... It's, it's not the least interesting, but I guess, I guess yeah, this is the least interesting. We've already seen half the season, so. There's a couple things. I guess there's going to be some big. Oh, I'm sorry. Real quick. What? Spoilers. If you're not one to like watch trailers and you want to oh, watch yes, these trailers yes. on your own, big spoilers. I highly recommend you pause. You go watch these trailers. They're not very long because we're going to talk about them a little bit. We're not dissecting. We're not getting real in-depth. We're just talking about impressions, that type of thing. But some of them, it's stuff that I think that you would want to see in a trailer and not told by a guy sitting in a hotel room and <laughs> some guy sitting in this dark office in West Texas. You watch them yourself. I have four notes for the entire trailer. Huh. Okay. Ballroom dancing competition. Yes. Buff Boimler, Scorpion <laughs> Tindy. Uh, and then is that is that another pack? Are they fighting another pack? It looked like it, right? I watched it two yeah. or three times, so yeah, it looked so. like another pack led shit. Which I think we we knew that was going to show up eventually. I think you kind of had an inkling there. Yeah, there's also like a, I guess there's going to be a Happy Freeman Day. Was that I, I missed that or Friend Day or something like that? Uh, it is at timestamp thirty one seconds. 
Um, Boimler is on the, he's writing, he's painting a banner and it says happy F R E. I, I assume it's Freeman day, but it might, it might be friend day. I don't know. Or not friend. Cause friend is F R I. So yeah. I mean, learn to spell <laughs> Federation standard. I mean, it, maybe Boimler misspelled it and I am actually correct. <laughs> maybe it says friend and he just misspelled the word friend. You're wrong. All right. When? Yeah, I mean, no, no, about Boimler misspelling it. I'm just, <laughs> just throwing it out there. You're wrong. So 31 seconds. Oh, yeah. It is a happy Freeman day. Right before we see, is that Jennifer walking in the room? Maybe. It might be Jennifer. So, But no, that phaser rifle joke made me lose it. Everything else, I was like, oh, cool. Oh, cool. Okay. Like, you can't really take anything for granted. Like, I wasn't, normally I wouldn't watch a mid-season trailer because I'm going to watch the rest of it. But I was like, well... Who knows, right? It could. It's going to be all one-off jokes. It could be a callback. It could be the holodeck. There's no way I can take anything seriously in that trailer. And then the very end, I just lost it laughing. The, I, mean, I also spotted a um, original series. Well, not original series, but Star Trek original series movie engineering suit. I don't know if you saw oh, that one. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. The Rutherford. It's when he burns his hand. He's like, oh, stupid oh, creation. Yes. And he's wearing the... <laughs> The, he's wearing the jumpsuit the, or whatever yeah 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 that's good man this show is just solid very solid i'm very eager to talk about the uh, the newest episode before you do that well yeah just to talk about how good this show is a mutual friend of ours told me he watched all of season one and up to season i guess episode four last week oh he benched all 14 episodes yeah well i was on vacation i don't know why he decided to choose until i wasn't in the state <laughs> so we couldn't <laughs> talk about it but yeah, he was laughing, I guess, at home watching it. And his, his wife was like, what's so funny? And he's like, oh, these, like, unless you're a fan of Star Trek, you won't get any of these jokes. Like, I mean, you might find some of them funny, but like the weird meta references. Maybe. Where, like, where it's like, oh, there's a Temerian. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Kayshawn, yeah. when he became a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. I think that anybody can watch this show. I think you definitely get more out of it being a 90s yeah. Trek fan. But I, I think, think anyone can watch it. I think the characters are, are likable enough and the plot lines don't really rely on knowing old plot points and that type of thing. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know who Quark is to get that they keep referencing him and that he yeah. owns a chain of restaurants or bars, right? Apparently. And they also sell model <laughs> versions of Tarek Noor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Like, it just has Quarks on the top of the I know, corner. yeah. I laugh. So, Oh, now we're getting way ahead of ourselves. So great show. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably already watched it or hate watched it. And then you hate listen to this. I don't know. Those are my favorite fans are the ones who hate watch and then hate listen. (laughs) I love you guys. uh, You're wrong, but I love you guys. So before we talk about more Lower Decks, let's talk about other trailers. Which one do you want to talk about next? I'll let you. I picked the last one. Star Trek Prodigy. Yes. I don't know how I feel. Not because it, the way it's animated, or it definitely appears to be more, I don't want to say children-oriented, but probably towards a younger audience. That being said, a lot of things that are geared towards younger audiences are also geared towards their parents. Because the people who are going to be paying for the services or paying for the cable or whatever, who are going to watch the show with their children, are also going to be watching the show. And like My initial reaction was like, eh, this is kind of like generic um, kids show. Then again, I was hesitant about watching Lower Decks, so I, I don't feel negative about the, the trailer. I just don't know how much I'll be watching. But I'm eager to watch the first episode and then for us to release a podcast post- podcast about yeah. it. Yeah. So I thought the animation was awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked great. I liked a lot of the detail and everything was super fluid and the lighting. And this is 
you know, 3D animated, unlike Lower Decks. I would have agreed with you about being hesitant of watching a show geared towards a lower audience, but I done watched several seasons of Clone Wars, and that was <laughs> really good. Maybe not right up front, but it got really, really good. So if this show is anything along those lines where it's very much approachable for any from any age, which just seems to be the way they're advertising it and the way they talk about it, that I'm in. I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm excited to watch all 10 episodes and, and release new bonus episodes about it. Just to, if only to make you watch it with me. <laughs> I think mainly it's just in terms of fandom. We're going to go ahead and talk about Uh-oh. fans for a second because this is where it gets dangerous. I don't necessarily think that when people have negative reaction to new things, mm-hmm. that's necessarily like looking at those people having the reaction saying you're wrong for feeling like that. I've never felt like that. The people who we're going to talk about Star Trek again, didn't like the prequels for whatever reason. They're well within their rights to not like the prequels, Star Wars, whatever. Yeah. And I mean, we, we, I just talked about it. Lower decks. We watched the first episode. I was like, "Eh, I don't know, but I've always had an open mind. I'm always willing to try new things. It's just that in my initial impressions, I'm like, I, I guess you nailed it with the Clone Wars comparison because that is a show that it took me, I don't know, eight years to watch the first season completely because mm-hmm. the fir- I hated the first episode of that show. Sure. It took me a long time to get around to watching the rest of it. So maybe that's what will happen is I'll watch the first episode and be like, nah, and then the rest of them maybe. will draw me in. So I'm eager. I anticipate watching it. I think a lot of pre, I'm going to call it preteen animation has learned and grown a lot. Like, I don't think we're get, we're going to get a first season Clone Wars vibe. I think we're going to jump right to a, you know, a a season three. I think animation and production companies and studios or whatever have figured out that, that sweet spot. The fact that if I'm going to see a Marvel movie in the theater, I got to go during the, during the school day or late, late at night so that there's not children everywhere. Parents aren't worried about like they're, they're not coddling their kids as much when it comes to some mature themes and some of the sci-fi highly stylized violence. And I think that animation studios, in this case Nickelodeon, I think they know that. And I, I think I trust them. I trust them. They've gained a lot of uh, goodwill for me from Lower Decks. And I'm, I'm willing to have that goodwill crushed. I'm going to take it back if need be. But I'm excited about it. Animation looks uh-huh. great. I'm, I'm excited to hear Kate Mulgrew reprise Captain Janeway or whatever version of Janeway we're getting here of the hologram. I'm definitely down. So I have not watched any trailer breakdowns or like, ooh, did you notice this type thing? Because I want to go ahead and I'm going to go into the first episode. Uh, This trailer is the only thing I'm going to have watched. I have a theory. Uh Uh-oh. That this show is going to take place a couple, maybe a couple hundred years in the future. You think the future? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess we don't get a star date. And I guess we wouldn't get a star date since they're not in the Federation. It would be impossible to really nail down a time period. Yeah. I mean, maybe we do in the first episode. Oh, maybe. But I mean, just from the trailer, yeah. Well, when they activate the hologram of Captain yeah, Janeway and, the, and then she comes on and then she's like, blah, 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 blah. And we find out it's the year 2727. 27, but... Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I think with everything we've seen with Prodigy, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, same. Look forward to watching it. I'm not 100% joking about doing more bonus episodes for it. So if that's something you want to do or there's something the li- listeners you guys want to hear, let us know. I'm going to watch it anyways. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to take a look. We're going to watch it and talk about it. We might as well record ourselves doing it. <laughs> <laughs> might as well. I'm going to let you take the next one. Yeah. Let's talk about Picard. Okay. Season two. Now, I know you haven't seen Picard season one. Well, I haven't finished it, but yes. you haven't finished it. Okay. You haven't completed it. And that's, that's all right. What did you think about the trailer? 
Well, it's it involves your boy. And involves my boy. Q. Mr. John Delancey. The character I hate the second most amount of any Star Trek. Right after... Wesley Crusher. McCoy. Oh, Wesley Crusher. (laughs) How dare you, sir? How dare you (laughs) hit me with that Bones hate? No, 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 Q's fine. I don't hate Q, I just hate how... Character, I just hate characters that break the rules of Star Trek, but that's fine. It's that's just my own personal. Oh, he prejudice. is he's been around long enough that he is a new rule, yeah. my friend. How'd you like his black like tunic outfit? Which who who had the Q tunic? when he first shows up? I was like, ah, he's styling. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like everyone's wearing a lot of black in this trailer, so I mean, <laughs> yeah. Because apparently, the, so spoilers if you haven't watched it. Apparently, someone goes into the past, changes the rules. I don't know, and then in the future, now they're a totalitarian government so like the terran empire did they just like go back in time and make the prime universe the mirror universe or something i don't know know, but i don't know um, man it looked very much v for vendetta with all the iconography all the black and red i thought that was kind of cool i definitely got like oh we got to go back in the past and save the future i was like well they did that already with first contact and then boom (laughs) the boar queen is how they go back in time and i was like okay all right at least they're self-aware enough to know that they've done this before they could do something different with it i'm okay with it i've been here (laughs) i was like wait a minute guys you rehashing those probably the most successful tng movie I've been in this cave. I, I know where I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the Star Trek caves. <laughs> well, how, how'd you feel about it? I'm excited to see Q again. I am the opposite of you. I like Q episodes. I think he's very interesting. He adds a bit of, I don't know, it's a it's an odd comic relief, but he also, on the other hand, introduced them to the Borg. So it's like, it, it keeps you guessing. If this is a 10 episode season, which I'm not entirely sure we know how many episodes it's going to be. It could be shorter. How how long is the first season of Picard? I don't know, eight, eight episodes maybe? I'm looking it up. No, it's 10. It's 10 episodes. I seem to remember they, they, they redid the ending a little bit, like reshot some things, so maybe they added some stuff in there. But So let's assume this second season is also 10 episodes. I don't want them to spend more than two episodes back in current times. Okay. I don't need six or seven episodes of them running around the year 2021 or whatever it is doing their stuff. Like I'm, I'm good. I want to see Star Trek. You know what I mean? So okay. uh, it's cool for a two-parter to go back and meet Mark Twain, <laughs> you know, or for you know, <laughs> one movie to go back to modern times. They've already done that with Star Trek four. So between the first contact vibes and kind of doing the thing we've already seen done, uh, I'm, cautious i'm very cautious and i know you haven't finished picard season one but if you've been on the internet at all you know and i would agree that it had a very strong start or at least i felt it had a very strong start and a very weak ending Mm -hmm. very much faltered i felt as it crossed the finish line okay so i'm cautious i'm not skeptical i'm just just cautious fair enough the last of our quartet would be uh strange new worlds which I believe takes place on the Enterprise with Captain Christopher Pike. 1701. And then uh, I guess I get the original crew of the Enterprise before um, I get pre-TOS season one. I mean, there's some new characters. Obviously, the Doctor Obviously. appears to be different. Someone is playing Ahura, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That um, got a lot of, I mean, watching that live, like I was like, oh, and the crowd too, like just like, because that was not previously announced. Someone's reprising. I don't remember the character's name, but the whoever Major or Major Barrett played number one or whatever. I don't. I don't remember her name. Yeah, 
number one. Yeah. <laughs> that character was in Discovery, so. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, uh, there's spoilers for season two of Discovery. <gasps> we already knew we were getting uh, Spock, Captain Pike, number one, because we knew those characters from Discovery. We're also getting a Cadet Yohora. We're getting Nurse Chapel, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Uh, we're getting uh, Dr. Mbunga. I cannot pronounce it. I'm very sorry. And then, of course, some new characters. One, I don't know if you caught one of them. One of them's a like an albino Andorian, which is pretty interesting. But another one is playing a Noonien Sung. So I don't know how that plays in to everything, but that'll be that'll be interesting. Hmm. Did you catch I that? Didn't, I didn't see the albino Andorian. Yeah, I'm rewatch s- it for sure. I'm scrubbing right now. Oh, if you go to, if you just start at like 40 Oh, seconds. yeah, 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 yeah. I see him. Is that, I don't think that's an Andorian. I, I don't know. I thought, I thought he was that guy who the, well, I guess it, he didn't have the little antenna. The guy, whoever the, the president of the Federation, United Federation of Planets in the last couple of Star Trek movies. I thought that's who that, I thought he was one of those guys. Oh, is that not an, I just, I just saw the antenna. It goes by very, very quickly. Yeah. I mean, he might be. Is there even a, such a thing as albino Andorians? He's not blue. He's definitely white. Or like a light gray, maybe, if it's just my screen messing up. But Hammer. It's a new character, but okay, maybe I don't know the race. Who knows? I am not a super expert. An Anir or Albino Andorian is what the internet says. Yeah. Hammer is an Anir, an Albino subspecies. Yeah. Okay. No. Interesting. Okay. So they are, yeah, Andorians, yeah. Well, they've changed the way Andorians look so many times for whatever reason. Makeup. Well, yeah, they, I like the budget. Yeah, they whatever. do that. I mean, like, obviously, they've done it with the Klingons. They've done it with the Romulans. At least they explained away the Romulans. I think mean, maybe the you know, Klingon stuff, whatever. I'm not even going to get into Klingons. Very excited for this show. I'm very, very excited for this show. Mostly because they're teasing it as being a return of the episodic television instead of the serial television yeah kind of monster. the characters will live from season to season or from show to show and it'll impact them and change them but the actual events of that episode are self-contained and i think that's sorely needed out of the five shows we have going on right now yeah what did, what did you how did you feel about you feel you excited yeah i mean tos trek is my favorite trek i love a lot of next gen but i like in and when I say TOS Trek, I just mean the timeline, much in the same way of like, because uh, it's not the Wild West, but kind of like an untamed frontier. The original Enterprise and all the other ships or whatever that left Earth to go explore the galaxy. In Next Gen, like the Federation already exists. We've already gone through all the different conflicts. They're still out and exploring and doing all that stuff, but there's all like there's a home base of operations. And in the TOS, for the most part, they're just out and about. If they do run into another ship, it's probably because they're trying to kill them. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and in fact, there's like, there's, I think, two references of TOS, I mean, uh, well, that we saw, obviously, but I don't know if you saw the Doomsday Machine in that bar. Oh, that no, I didn't catch in, that. Mariner in. Yeah, there's a, the poop stick, as I think they the, the crew called it when they hmm. were filming it. But no, I like TOS Trek because it's, like I said, it's about the just out and about exploring. They don't know anything. They're the first people probably to arrive in a sector of uh, space right outside of the Alpha Quadrant. So no, I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's pretty cool that they're taking both of Michelle Barrett, Roddenberry's characters from TOS and <laughs> putting them in the same show, but by different actresses. <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. I'm eager to see what they do. Okay. I mean, definitely every everyone out there, if you, your opinions on the trailers, I want to hear about them. Please email us, sci-fiwiseguys at gmail.com. Hit us up on social media. We're at sci-fi wise guys or, or the sci-fi wise guys podcast group. 
pretty much everywhere. We'd be eager to hear about it. But that wasn't a full credits. That was just a mid-roll credits because we we are still here to talk about Lower Decks, <laughs> Season 2, Episode 5, An Embarrassment of Duplers. Duplers, eh? Hmm. So the blurb on IMDb is... Mariner and Boimler try to track down the location of a legendary Starfleet party, while the bridge crew deals with an insecure alien diplomat. It's a pretty good blurb. It's accurate. It doesn't mention our sea story, but it's it's still pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they don't. Yeah, that's a good point. This is sitting at a 7.8 star rating on IMDb with 30 ratings at the moment. So coming in strong. Very, very strong. How did you you like the cold open in this episode? (laughs) Uh, uh, there was not a cold open. Oh, so. yeah, there was not a cold. It just opened right <laughs> to the theme. Have we seen yeah. that before in Lower Decks? In Lower not Decks? that I can recall. I'm trying to recall. Uh, I feel like maybe there was an episode mid last season where they did that. Because I remember us talking about it before. But it definitely sets a different tone when there's not a cold open. There's not a cold, like a, a tease for the rest of the episode or just a one-off gag or anything. It just does the theme and you jump right in. I don't know. Is that just me? Do you get a different vibe when that happens? Uh, no. Oh, okay, it's just me. Got yeah, it. All right. I'm so just, next topic. <laughs> Sorry, I just feel the same. Uh. <laughs> uh, why don't you take the floor? Let let us know what are your thoughts? What are your impressions from this episode? I thought it was interesting. It gave us the ability to do something that we hadn't really had before in Trek, just based on the technology, which is, I guess, the Tribble problem which is tribbles to just multiply and max out whatever space that they're in, right? Right. With the Duplers, we actually get to see it, like, actually happen where um, this guy, I don't even know his name. I don't know if he has a name. I guess this race gets, whenever they get nervous or they get, like, whenever they become emotional. uh, Oh, voiced by Richard Kind. That's pretty cool. Yeah, okay, I was going to interrupt you and I was going to let you finish and be like, come on now, his name is Dupler. He's voiced by Richard Kind. Oh. I recognized him right uh, away. Sorry. Oh, it, no, is his, character's name, is his character's name actually Dupler? I think it's just the Dupler Dupl- Diplomat or something like that. Okay, I don't think he yeah. actually has a name, yeah. Yeah, no, he just, whenever they become emotional, they duplicate, which, not exactly sure at what point evolution decided that that was the necessary reaction <laughs> to you know, <laughs> walking through the door, you stub your toe. Oh, no, now there's two of me. Dang. <laughs> well, I guess if you share the memories between the two copies... It's one way of making sure that you're you continue pressing forward. If you're about to, if you're getting chased by a predator and you split in two, only one of you is getting eaten. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't think it would duplicate your clothing. So I mean, there's that. I mean, maybe both would get eaten. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a pretty neat. I did enjoy. Did they name this space station? Did they say what it was? Yeah, they did. It was a what reference. Was Starbase twenty five. I guess I missed that. What is Starbase twenty five? It was from the animated series from the episode The Slaver Weapon, mm, okay. which I have not seen. And I just looked that up on Memory Alpha while we we're having this conversation. But it is a reference, yes. And even Boiler mentions when they get on the space station, these, no, I've never been on a space station this old before, mm. um, which made me look it up. <laughs> okay. But at this point, I don't think they're going to go to a space station. I don't think they're going to make a new one. Um, I think they're always going to visit existing ones because just the premise of the there's show just, and so the many, references. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought it was cool. So they go here. There's supposed to be a really big party called the Command Conference. And our captain 
she got an invite, but due to the Dupler situation, uh, they were quarantining the, the Cerritos so they couldn't go. And our characters, Boimler and Beckett, escaped the ship. Uh, they're like, yeah, they won't notice a transporter override. And then they have their hijinks and adventures. Uh, and then the sea story, which you referenced earlier for the listeners who may not have got it, Rutherford dealing with the the loss of his memory, dealing mm-hmm. with who he is and who he was, like which one, like he's chasing the past kind of. No, I thought it was really neat. We both, we got Boimler Beckett time and we got Tindy Rutherford time, which makes me happy. And so, yeah. We haven't really had Boimler Beckett time this season. Five episodes in before they're together and they immediately, I mean, Beckett is immediately throwing shade about him leaving for the Titan. Yeah. They're processing those those feelings on both sides. So like you can tell they're both very committed to their relationship and their friendship, but they have this issue and they need to they need to hash it out. And so it slowly gets hashed out throughout the episode. Which is I think part of the reason I'm glad that they didn't do a cold open, because I, I don't I think that story needs to be all one thing. And really, I don't know how, what joke you would put at the beginning. Uh, Rutherford continuing to deal with his guilt and his, his loss of memory is something I'm very glad they're continuing to explore. This definitely wasn't a Tindy episode. We've had a couple of those this season. Uh, the sea the story is more about Rutherford than it is about Tindy. Right. The bits that are about her are about her relationship with Rutherford. So it's very much a Rutherford sea story. I also really enjoyed this episode. I will admit that there were a ton of references that flew right over my head. <laughs> I got I caught a good bit of them, but I know from looking things up afterwards, there's a bunch of stuff in the bar. There's various characters and races that I just, it just didn't catch during the high-speed chase because everything's just going. And really, a, my excuse for not catching a lot of those is, for one, I don't know everything. But for two, the story told here was so good and didn't rely on those references that I just wasn't paying attention. I was like, Oh, what's happening with our lower deckers, right? Like what's mm-hmm. happening with our characters that I didn't catch, you know, half of the references, if not more solid episode, not as laugh out loud, funny as some of the episodes have been this season, but still very, very good. Is this the first time we've had a, a Freeman Beckett hanging out and they're enjoying each other's company moment? I mean, I think at the end of, Season one, they kind of like bury yeah. the hatchet, so to say. Yeah. But this is very much at the end of this episode, they're hanging out in a bar and they're enjoying and each other's company. And Freeman is watching her and Boimler hanging out. And she's like, cool, like good for y'all for being here and friends yeah. and whatnot. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, I thought that was really, really cool. We got another person in a pike wheelchair. I mean, I think that they could, they're going to just <laughs> bash that joke to death. <laughs> Are we sure that wasn't Pike? I'm just kidding. Yeah, he had a good goatee, and it's also like 100 years later. <laughs> the one reference that I missed while watching it originally that I saw on the internet and said, what? And then went back and watched is Captain Shelby. Yeah. Yeah. Commander Shelby from yeah from TNG. From the, uh, yeah, from he, she was Riker's number one during the uh, Picard is now Locutus of Borg situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wolf 359, you know, and that makes Cisco go do all the things he's going to do. I mean, really, you know, excellent episode. Really cool character that I'm I'm upset we didn't get to see more of. So it was just cool to see her. She didn't, doesn't even have any speaking lines. She goes, oh, hey, it's Captain Shelby. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you catch the Wrath of Khan reference? Yes. I, oh man, what's the name of that planet? But he says he's on whatever, whatever four. And I was like, huh? SETI Alpha. SETI Alpha. Four. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's even worse than SETI Alpha 5. <laughs> Yes. Which, I mean, 
we don't have to talk about how that's like the biggest plot hole in all of Star Trek. Oh, is it now? Like all of the Star Trek movies is how is the USS Reliant a vessel that is coming into a system? How does it not immediately recognize that City Alpha 5 is not there? <laughs> or City Alpha or 6 is gone? 4 and 5 and 6 are, well, they're different. Well, because it could have been elliptical orbits that weren't documented well and so they've switched you're telling me that the united federation of planets Mm -hmm. when they enter a system can't immediately tell how many planets are in it no no no. it's that sometimes if you're coming in and you're counting from the you know the sun out and you're like okay that's the that's out seti alpha and then there's seti alpha one two three four five six seven eight whatever but planets move because mm-hmm. they're in, yeah. their orbits cross, and so now right. six is in the position of five, and they just they didn't catch it because if we want to be for real, the Enterprise didn't do a good job. Their stellar cartography <laughs> department was subpar. It's, no, it, it's plot hole. Just let it go. No, it's okay. I'm sorry. No, it's a mistake. I'm sorry. I, I don't know how they came into. Did a you ever? Do like, we ever even hmm. see stellar cartography in the original series? No. <laughs> That's because they were a garbage department. They had people coming in and out. Kirk was constantly having to fire people out of that position. You just could uh-huh. not get a good yeah. stellar cartography posi- uh-huh. uh, commander, uh-huh. leader. And so, yeah, it leads to Star Trek sure. Two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. It's That's 100% what it, what it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out that I played a game the other day called Elite Dangerous. And as soon as I enter a system, I know how many planets are in it. So, right. Uh, <laughs> Malvis, the, the guy yes. that, um, who is going to, I guess, he pulls a pistol on her is a Mazarian. Yes, from that one episode of TNG. Yeah, with Menage a Trois. Such a stupid... <laughs> Isn't it Menage, menage a Troy? Yeah. 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 Oh, I gosh. <laughs> oh. My heart! <laughs> what a interesting yeah. episode. He sets him up. He's like, hey, I need you to deliver some cargo for me. It's like, what is it? Well, it's these limited edition data bubble bath bottles. Are these datas or lores? There might be a lore in there. <laughs> one or two. There might be one or two in there. But apparently, the bottles are actually hiding an illegal cache of weapons. Of course. So in, instead of just letting the the system or the station security look at the sea and the data bottles, they just take off and there's a chase scene, which probably goes on a little too long. Yeah. But that's okay. They almost kill Boothby. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I die. Dang it. <laughs> Still alive. And then they make it to the party. Covered in bubble bath. <laughs> One of the few times I, I really laughed when they crashed their car, I guess, into a, a lake and all of the little data bubble baths start popping out of the water just like he did in Insurrection. <laughs> I, was, I had a pause. It was really, really funny. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, they get to the party. And then Beckett can't come in. And I don't even remember why she can't come in. I think it's just Luna class and above only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, what is a Luna class ship? I'm going to look that up real quick while you talk. Oh, you should. This is the first time I think that I've had a problem with the way, like... Titan. The Titan is a Luna class? Yeah, Titan is US. Interesting. I think this is the first time I've had an issue with the way that Lower Decks portrays the cast system. The kind of, I say cast, it's, there's a status system within Starfleet. There's a status system within the Federation. I think that's pretty apparent if you... If you watch a lot of it and really like think about it, you know, like I have as a kid waiting for the next Monday night so I can figure out and watch reruns and blah, blah, blah. Not everyone gets to be Captain Picard. I think we've mentioned even on this this podcast, like he owns a vineyard in a communistic society in which <laughs> wealth and greed don't exist. But he owns a vineyard 
It's well, his so, I mean, family it's, name. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've owned it for, like, I think he says hundreds of years or whatever. Yeah, so. sure, sure. Yeah. And then in uh, in Picard, Soji owns an apartment. I think it's in Seattle. I don't, that doesn't matter. But she owns an apartment in a big city. I'm like, but yeah, but there's there's only so much room. How do you get this? There's an episode of Deep Space Nine where Jake mentions something about transporter credits that uh, Captain Sisko, then Cadet Sisko had that he used up traveling back and forth from New Orleans home to the Academy in San Francisco. So like, there's no money, but there's still some scarcity of some resources, it seems like. So Lower Decks is really leaning into that, especially right there where they're like, oh, no, 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 you're not on a ship that's important enough to come into this party. Like that kind of elitism that I just rubs me that that rubbed me just a little bit too far, I think. A little too it's wrong, funny that, if that makes sense. You called it a, a caste system, which in this case it is literally a class system because <laughs> really, Luna class class and above. Yeah. I yeah. used the wrong word. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, just it, it, no, like, caste system is the it's correct a class term. system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this it definitely is. Yeah. It's very interesting. She should not have been allowed in, by the way, over clear. Like I'm good with her not being allowed in. It's just the reasoning. I was like, man. Picard having possession of a vineyard is more along the lines of he gets to keep it because he makes wine. <laughs> oh, he's, he's using it. And if he well, wasn't, no, no. then they in would the future, do something else with it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone would make the wine. It just so happens to be. Sure. Oh, this, is a, this is a Picard from 2668. 26. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I did enjoy they end up going to just a, a, a little hole in the wall, little dive bar. And then, you know, Mariner and, and uh, Boimler are reflecting upon their problems. And they're just like, you know, hey, this is where we are. We'll, we'll ne- we never get to get to the big parties. And then they look down and there is a carving on the bar, the actual physical bar of Spock and Kirk. So that was pretty cool. I'm almost certain Kirk did that. I don't think Spock would. <laughs> I don't think Spock would deface property. No. <laughs> Take a knife to a bar or whatever it was. Like, did they use a laser scalpel? Did they borrow one of Bones's? Do you think that Kirk is the type not to leave home with his everyday carry pocket knife? I don't know. Do you feel it was, I don't know, you feel like it fits the timeline for it to be Kirk and Spock and like Kirk and Bones or something? I get what they're going with because Kirk and Spock are the like, they're the Star Trek best friends, if you're going to use that example. So I did the thing and I went on to Reddit and I looked at the spoilers for this episode after watching it. And I think if you add up the timeline... I would assume that that would have been like right before they left for their five-year mission. Mm. So Starbase 25, they don't know where it is. It's either in the Alpha or the Beta Quadrant. Oh, yeah, that narrowed it way down, didn't it? Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is like, we don't know where it is, right? Right, right. So it's possible that at the beginning of the five-year mission, after Captain Pike is no longer captain of the Enterprise, and Picard takes over, I'm sorry, not Picard, Kirk takes over, they get invited and then when they show up, they're like, who are you guys? He's like, oh, I'm Captain Kirk. He's like, okay, cool. Get out of here, kid. And that little bug bouncer, you know, bounces him essentially. And then, yeah. and they go drink in some little watering hole. Maybe. Yeah. I like the idea that they did get to the big party and they were like, this is lame. And they went and yeah. found a dive bar instead. They seem like <laughs> dive bar people. That's good. The crew takes care of the Dupler issue by insulting them, which is great. And then they try to get into the, the same club. They're not allowed in. And Captain Freeman's looking at the, the bouncer. Okana is in there. Yeah, he's, he's not the even DJ. Starfleet. <laughs> That's outrageous. Which the outrageous Okana is not the best TNG episode, but definitely I don't. It's one of those that I, I enjoy every time it comes on. Yeah. I really like it on a rewatch. Loved that. And then they all end up at the same dive bar. 
I think I saw Morn, or at least a guy that looked like Morn at some point. I don't know if you saw him. I think he's in the he's in a picture in the background at the bar. Well, he's in the bar. He's laying like he's. Asleep. Oh, is it another one? Maybe it's but, one of another one of his race. Who knows? Yeah, but I think I remember during the chase scene after first they drive through a, a bullion barbershop, which was a plus. yes, yes. And then I think that I I could be wrong. It could just be some random other alien. But I feel like they they like almost run one over when they're trying to avoid mm, pedestrians. Gotcha. So there's a ton during that that chase scene. That's all your references for the episode for sure. I mean, they they go through a casino. Klingons playing Dabo. Yeah. Well, it just, <laughs> for me, like people using transportation to break through a casino wall, I immediately thought of The Last Jedi. And I was like, oh, cool. Oh, my goodness. Then, I had forgotten about that whole sequence. <laughs> and thanks. Thanks for that. It's for, the, it's for the best. I mean, these, these little bu- buggies that they're in, I'm watching it right now, look very, very similar to one of the vehicles that you can ri- or drive around in Rocket League. Are you sure um, it's not the, the Doom Buggy thing from Nemesis? It might be the Doom Buggy thing from Nemesis, yeah. How does this episode stack up for you? We got five episodes now. Middle of the pack? Middle of the pack. Okay. It's a B. I think it's a, like a 88, yeah. 89. I would have to agree. It has its flaws, but I really liked the character story in it. Like the character story in this, I think, is the best we've had this season. It's not the funniest episode. It's not the most exciting episode, but the character arcs in it are, are really, really good. It's well for our lower deckers either way, anyways. I mean, they did it again. They literally did it again where your boy Malvan or whatever his name is, is like, I'm going to shoot you and your boyfriend or whatever. And then both Beckett and Boimler at the same time are like, ew, gross, and you know what? That is when <laughs> that's what happens when you because mature, fully functioning, cognizant adults. If you are standing next to a member of the opposite sex or even a member of the same sex, and it's just like, oh, is this your significant other? Most people go, oh, no, no, we're just friends. Right. Or no, that's my sister. Yeah. Fully functioning adults don't go. Ew, gross. Why would I like this person? Yeah, <laughs> I, I really think I think that's their plan. I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to put them together. They're going to put them together, huh? I think that's their plan. I think they're going to put them together. If I'm right, I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm probably right. You're probably right, yes. Okay, let's dive into that for a moment. Let's dive into it. Are they going to get together and have a romance subplot that lasts in between seasons? Because I really don't want to see it last for very long. Or (laughs) is Meritor going to meet and fall for Clone Uh, Boimler? Yes, William Boimler. (laughs) Maybe. I think that's the way to go, just to drive the jealousy wedge in. Well, they, they do fight a Packlet ship in that season, yeah. mid-season trailer. So maybe yeah. they're fighting the Packlet ship. The Titan shows up. It's not Bradford, because that's his Bradward. name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's the what's his clone's name? William. Yeah, William Boimler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Which is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I was reminded this episode that Rutherford's first name isn't just Sam. It's Samanthan. Samanthan, yeah, yeah, no, uh, no, I really do. I think I think they'll do that. They'll probably do it at the end of the season. They'll be like, you know, hey, do you want to go get a drink on the holodeck or something? Maybe yeah. a Barkley special. And then at episode one of season three, they're post breakup. Mm. So okay, yeah. all right, all so. right, fair enough. Well, if you, the listeners, want to send us your <laughs> predictions on how the plot of this show that really doesn't need a plot is gonna go, do reach out to us, Sci-Fi Wise Guys on social media. Sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com. I've already mentioned them before. After you've written up all of your fan fiction and sent it to us, do take a moment to to rate our show. Give it a 
five-star rating on Podchaser, Apple Podcasts. We really, really appreciate it. Those positive reviews actually go a very, very long way. And of course, the best thing you can do is to simply share us with some friends and then maybe share us with some of your enemies. Yes. Or your transporter accident clones. Yes. Your transporter accident clones should also be listening. (laughs) They're people too. (laughs) <laughs> apparently allegedly allegedly they don't exist now so they're schrodinger's people i guess i guess who knows who knows i just want to tell you guys to stay healthy stay hydrated and if uh you can't get into the commander's conference just have a drink with your friends thanks guys bye guys So um, one of my coworkers today was like, I started listening to your new episode. I got this far in. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. You know, I'm like, I don't don't need to know that you're three minutes into listening about Mythica, right? <laughs> I did tell him you should watch those movies because I know you all are just screwing around, but I think the intro is, I think, I think it's really funny when Chris forgets his name. <laughs> and i was like dang it like internally i was like oh yeah yeah but inside i'm like man i hate that joke so much i really hate for the first time anyone that i haven't directly asked about the podcast comes up and tells me something they like it's that stupid joke where you go chris hate it and now i've shared it with you so i'm going to hear that joke a lot it's not so much that i'm forgetting it's i'm asking in an inquisitive nature my name is Chris? Shut I'm not up. forgetting. Shut up. I'm just. It's supposed to be a Bonnie Python joke. Uh, well, people, it doesn't. Some hit. people call me Tim. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs>